Hey, I'm Ruben from Dub. Welcome to Connection Loop, our actionable podcast about building businesses with daily human connections. Connection Loop features long form interviews with fascinating people in sales, marketing, and beyond. Enjoy today's episode and learn more about Dub at dub.com. And we are live. Hey guys, this is Ruben from Dub's podcast, Connection Loop. And I'm here with Andy. Um, Andy, the first thing I noticed right off the bat is that you have to be a LinkedIn expert because uh, your your profile is totally optimized. I've just noticed that right off the bat. Um, I have checked out your content and you are on a true growth trajectory, man. So I just wanted to congratulate you for that. And I also wanted to open up the uh, the forum here to just have folks learn about some of your strategies and some of the ways that you've been able to optimize your LinkedIn profile and, and overall presence and ultimately how it's uh, lifted your business up. So maybe you first you could provide a little bit of a bio and then let's get into the topic. Hey, Ruben. Thanks very much for having me on. Yeah, so I got into LinkedIn, um, I think, fairly late, right? So when did they start? Oh, four. I think I waited four years to discover it. Uh, so around about 08 is when I first started playing around with the platform. And I started with LinkedIn groups. That was the thing that drew me uh, into it first. And it blew my mind because um, you're actually telling me that I can build any community I want around any subject I want, which is exciting. What's more exciting is that then people join those communities and they join them quite, you know, quite fast. So I was building these these LinkedIn groups and thinking, wow, this is incredible. And that's where my education began. That's why I started to, I think, better understand uh, the platform and get a thirst for more knowledge about the platform. And I was even, you know, fairly competitive back then because some of those communities that I built weren't growing fast enough, according to my uh, estimation calculation. So I would say to one of the group members, uh, do you want do you want to run the group? Do you want to run the community? And they would invariably say yes. And then I would go on and focus on those other communities that I built that were growing faster than than um, the ones that I just jettisoned. So I knew the potential about about LinkedIn back then. I I dove into groups, but I was the kind of guy that whenever there was a a BD focus, whenever there was sales, I was always working the room. I was always meeting as many people as I could, networking like crazy, trying to build up rapport immediately, and then grabbing those business cards and doing the equivalent of that virtually, right, and having multiple rooms uh, accessible to me via LinkedIn Again, another mind-blowing uh, realization. So that's, um, that's how I started. And then, of course, once I started understanding how it worked, I decided, you know what, I'm going to share. I'm going to share some of my learnings. And I started a blog, LinkedInsights.com, and my early stuff was shit. You know, it was pretty, um, pretty boring, wasn't really striking a chord. And I think I was really too much in love with my language, right? I was focused on the vocabulary. And I decided to switch it up. I decided to write how I speak. Um, really, that helped me, I think, to engage. But then I came up with a concept of actually sharing real life um, real life examples of what I thought were, you know, good usage of LinkedIn, and one article in particular, three stunningly great LinkedIn summaries, uh, three stunningly good LinkedIn summaries, um, 
that was indexed, uh, as you know, everything is on the web. But uh, pretty much after it was indexed, it was placed on the first page for two important search results. Uh, one was uh, LinkedIn summaries, and the other one was LinkedIn summary examples. And I had no idea about SEO back then, no idea whatsoever. But I struck gold because essentially people, many people were searching for exactly those two things. And they found my 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 article and they evidently thought it was fantastic because they you know dwelled on it and that was on the first page for for many many years uh but initially when it got on the first page for those search results um as you can imagine the traffic to my little website uh spiked and it 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 stayed very very high so i got thousands of uniques uh checking my stuff out and of course i wanted to recapture uh, the lightning in the bottle, so I continued to write, you know, as best I could, but using that uh, element of screenshots and giving real life examples of what people were doing well on the platform. So overnight, I added a, a CTA right at the end of that article, as I do all of my articles, and that's when basically the the inquiry started rolling in, and I became a LinkedIn consultant. Uh, so Google is essentially is uh, how I built my business. Mm. Between Google and LinkedIn, owned by Microsoft, you are you are effectively riding that wave to to success, and I think you're doing it by letting other people get success, which is that which I think is is the true path to to success. So congratulations on that. Now, what are some of the most common mistakes that you you find people doing on LinkedIn? Yeah, so I think that's the problem, isn't it? Because there are so many. Um, there are so many de decision paths that LinkedIn gives you, right? Uh, you have to make so many, um, so many choices about, well, all right, so I suppose I've got to put a photograph on there. Hmm, I know. I'll put the photograph on where I look like James Bond, right, in, <laughs> in the bow tie. And, yeah, that's cool, right? Yeah, I, I think I look smooth. No, that's that's not a good idea. So that's that's one example, right? Or, oh, you know what? I met um, I met um, whatever, right? The local mayor, or you met uh, a celeb. I know. I'll put that picture on with the celeb. That's gonna that's gonna make me look impressive, or, or what have you. So that's an example, right, of some of the decisions that people make that perhaps are not good in hindsight, or perhaps are made, you know, at, with a, a modicum of ignorance, or perhaps not understanding how how it'll be perceived. So that's you know that's one thing I see a lot is people just not not bothering too much about how they'll be perceived or what it does to their brand by using a a certain headshot. Uh, the headshot. Yeah, mine is basically number 87 that I did in the bathroom. It's a selfie, but you'd be hard-pressed to know that because, you know, I'm using a decent phone and I'm using portrait mode on my, you know, my iPhone 10. And if I can do that, then anyone can do that. But you, you want to look professional and you don't want, you certainly don't want anyone to look at that photo and go, hmm, right? And it's as simple as that. So... That's one that I see a lot. Um, another I see a lot in terms of you know those having to make decisions is that you you are offered an amazing opportunity to sell yourself uh, via the headline, and most people don't right because the default just takes it from whatever you type in, which is you know usually it's just your function, and then people are not using that space to actually market themselves, right? They're just using it to whatever accountant instead of um, blah, 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 who does this. So, yeah, 
Go ahead. I was I was going to say, you know, the LinkedIn headline is something that that I see a lot of people misuse. And I, I'm not saying that I mine is perfect, but, you know, I think that there is some good strategies on that, which is effectively some sort of a summary on what it is that you do, how you provide value, and then maybe some or two, one or two of your accolades. That's what I, kind of what I've noticed. Uh, you know, the dream headline for a lot of people, and, and now when I read it, I, I sometimes I, it makes me cringe, is, you know, keynote speaker, best-selling author, you know, X, Y, Z. And I say, well, best-selling author in which category, on which day, on which hour, <laughs> you know. So, so sometimes I doubt some of that stuff, but, but at the same time, you know, I understand why people do it. I, I do it too. I, if I want people to know that I have certain accomplishments so that they can trust me and see me as a viable source. Um, what is your take on that? How, how do you find balance? Yeah, so I think that's fine if it's a credibility play and it's, you know, you, you can back it up that if you are a keynote speaker, then wonderful, right? But, you know, let's let's have some some support of that, you know, in the profile itself. So share your your TED talk or, or whatever it is you've, you've you've keynoted. But I do think it's an opportunity to to stand out from the crowd. I mean, if you consider that perhaps the first time that people will will see that um, that headline is that they don't know you from Adam and mm. number one and number two, uh, there are a bunch of other people there with their own headlines, so it's 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 competitive again, and you you can, I think I think what people are missing a lot of the time, Ruben, is that they 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 don't use it in a creative way, and they don't mm. understand the big picture. They don't understand the context that um, that headline uh, is placed in uh, most of the time. Frankly, I mean the the one job it has, uh, if you think about it, is to pull whoever reads it over to your profile. That's, you know, that's the action that, that people must take when they read your headline. Otherwise, it's not doing very much for you. It's uh, strictly informational. So um, you, you need to stand out somehow in the crowd. You need to be unique. You need to be different. You need to resonate. Um, so it's not just a question of telling people what you do, but it's you know, what you can do for them, uh, ideally. Um, so I've seen I've seen all kinds of stuff, and I've written about plenty of them uh, in the past. But you know, one guy, it was a very it was a very short headline, but essentially he had one piece in it, and it was uh, not a doctor. And to me, <laughs> that basically told a story. And the story there is his family, perhaps his mum in particular, was desperate that he became a doctor. <laughs> and, right and and he, he had to put that in the headline and i thought it was i, I thought it was it was genius because that's that's the beauty right of of, of copywriting mm. is that it's short as possible right so you're very very frugal <laughs> with your words but that's maximum funny. maximum <laughs> impact right not a doctor I, I, i'm just i'm just picturing someone that that's saying you know not a doctor not a lawyer not a not a banker sorry yeah. mom <laughs> right I know, and and so for me, the sorry mom wasn't even necessary. But <laughs> yeah. and then there's the sh there's the shock factor, right? So um, there's there's a lady called Cindy Gallup who's pretty pretty famous um, in certain circles, and her uh, headline has, and I've written about this, is I am the Michael Bay of business. I like to blow shit up, hmm. and this is completely congruent with her brand because she is a no nonsense swearing. Uh, as as free and easy as she wants, and she can back it up. She's super smart. She's achieved uh, so many things in her life, and she's she's a radical. You know, she's someone who likes to 
blow shit up. So that might offend a lot of people. And she doesn't give a, she doesn't give a shit, right? Because they're not her audience, right? Uh, the people that, that know and respect and love her know exactly what her brand is. And they're 100% supportive because they perhaps think like her and they want her to succeed. And the people that get offended by uh, words like shit, um, then, you know, she doesn't care because, you know, they're not they're not her tribe. So there's there's an incredible amount of variety out there. There's an incredible amount of creativity, creativity that you can employ and you should employ because there are so many beige, boring, you know, strictly functional headlines that don't do anything for you in terms of the marketplace. That when you're out there, right? What are three? What are the three things that people see before they get to your profile? If they get to your profile page, they're your photograph, your headline, and your name, right? So yeah, the photograph, no bow ties, no celebs, right? Just you. Make it an excellent picture. Um, no, no, no light bouncing off your forehead, right? No weird hairstyle. Um, a relaxed smile, a confident smile, okay? Squinching your eyes, right, which is a thing. So instead of looking like a doe trapped in the headlights, you squinch slightly and you look more intelligent for squinching. It's an, actually, it's an actual <laughs> photographer's trick. You, you can, yeah, you, 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 you can research the heck out of this, right? And the, your name, you can't really do much with your name, frankly. Uh, we spoke about what I'm doing with my name and other folks are doing this too to trap or rather to spot the bots, the automated messaging that, like the old mail merge, right? They grab the first name field. And if you if you put like a, uh, if you put any kind of punctuation um, in there, or if you put spaces like I have, then yeah, that is uh, usually a good, uh, a good indication that someone is using automated software to send that message. Uh, unfortunately, you know, that's a fact of life on LinkedIn. So your name, and I capitalize because you know, when I am group tagged with um, other folks, then I stand out because most people are conventional on LinkedIn and they only capitalize the first letter of the first name and the, and the first letter of the last name. And I said, no, I don't have to do that. I don't think I'm going to do that. And the reason I don't do that mainly is because when there's a, a cloud of people that have been tagged on a post, then I'm usually the only person who's capitalized. And a lot of people, um, I think, have some kind of issue with that because they fear that it might be uh, perceived as shouting. And I don't think it's shouting at all. I think it's announcing. Uh, but more importantly, I'm standing out from the crowd lit literally uh, in, that, in that group tag. And if you also, next time you look at TV, most of the time, anything, any text on TV is always capitalized. So they're announcing. They're not shouting at you. They're just announcing. So a couple of um, couple of things here. Yes. So so you mentioned putting spaces in your name, uh, so that you can. There a couple of reasons here. Number one is so that the spaces function as a way for you to identify when someone is using bots to send you messages on LinkedIn. So that makes total sense to me. Um, I actually adopted something similar to this practice not too far back, where I just put a little emoji on on my profile name before it. So now it's, it's kind of become a joke, actually, because now I go into my, my LinkedIn and I actually was very ignorant about how, how many people use bots on LinkedIn. It's, it kind of blows me away, actually. I would say 50%, 40% of the messages that I get seem to be automated. Uh, and again, the way that I can identify that is because they clearly have had some sort of a scraper grab my name from my profile and then automatically paste it there. But then the second thing that you mentioned was that 
the spaces in the all caps kind of identifies you, gives you a little bit of um, visibility when you're mentioned in uh, posts by other folks. So that, again, makes total sense to me. I think emojis can be used for this, spaces, caps, some great, some great tips here. Yeah, and, and you know, I think most people um, probably wouldn't get, right, mass tagged. They wouldn't, they wouldn't find themselves in, uh, you know, a, a post with, say, 40 um, so-called, uh, you know, high-profile or influencers on LinkedIn. So then that might not be relevant uh, to, to, to those folks. Uh, but I do, and, yeah, to me, it's, it's elbow room, right? I want to stand out, I'm competitive, and I want to be noticed. And I do want people to – I want to drag people over to my profile because I think that's where they uh, – I think that's where I steal the deal if they're thinking about working with me because then they're – then they're brought into the rest of my portfolio, rest of my po- uh, professional portfolio in terms of content, etc., and what I uh, what I share. But my model, Ruben, I think is fairly common. I share, you know, ninety percent of what I know, and the rest is kept. Right, the secret source is kept from my paying clients, and that's 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 the model that that seems to have uh, worked for me. And then just going going back to, you know, um, the the three elements. Uh, out in the LinkedIn comments, comments as I call it, you know your your headshot, your your name, and the headline. The headline again is is the is the thing that that has a lot of power, right? Because that's where you can go to town in terms of creativity and make it really, um, really about you, and hopefully catch someone, catch someone in terms of their attention span, and have them thinking about you, um, and and hopefully curious curious enough to take action. Go ahead. I was going to say there's a couple of other kind of pro tips that, that that we'd like to learn from you, which is number one is the audio recording. So I noticed that there's a speaker speaker icon next to your name. This is a simple voice recording so that people can learn how to pronounce your name so they can hear you speak. It's a trust factor. So we'd like to learn how we can do that. Uh, I've looked on the mobile app and I've, I struggled actually to find it. I wanted to add it. I actually do not have that on my profile yet. Uh, and then followed by that, I'd like to get into uh, some etiquette on linking in, in comments. Sure. Yeah, so it is there. Uh, I think most people have access to that name pronunciation feature. It is relatively new. So I think it's uh, it's it was only rolled out over the last uh, two months or so. Uh, but if you go into, you click on the blue pencil, which will allow you to edit uh, the, the, the field and uh, you should be able to find it uh, in there when, once you're in edit mode. And I am using it um, in a, a creative way, uh, I, I, I hope. Um, certainly a different way. I don't think you'll be, um, you're, you'll be expecting uh, to hear uh, the sound that, that, that comes from that when you click on, on the little um, icon. Well, it sounds, the like reason- a song. sounds like a song from the 50s. Yeah, so it's, it's a Motown hit that um, wasn't actually a hit. So the band failed, unfortunately. Uh, and I think, I, think they, um, I think they revised history because they were then uh, actually discovered uh, when it was played in a movie. Um, uh, I forget the name of the movie. So it's a bit of a sad story because they wanted to make it, right, when Motown was all the rage, and they just didn't. So they carried on with their lives, and they did, they did other things, right? They weren't musicians. They stuck. Um, but I love the I love the sound, and I've got ten seconds, so I picked a you know a section in the song, and I hope that it, it you know it it brings a smile, uh, 
and it also is unexpected because I, you know, I want a surprise. I don't want, I don't want, I don't want, uh, for example, to say, "Hello, my name is Andy Foot, and I offer LinkedIn branding and strategy." Uh, you know, other other people are already doing that, and also my name is fairly easy to pronounce. Right, there's nothing difficult uh, most of the time. Uh, if there is an issue, then it's it's footy or or footer, right? That's that's uh, that's not that's not the way that I need to use that actual that 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 feature. Got it. That makes sense. Now uh, I have another question for you, which is the 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 sin, as some people might call it, of putting links into comments or posts. And what I'm referring to, to be very clear, is number one, you know, there's a lot of lot of talk on LinkedIn that if you put an external link within a post, a social post on your LinkedIn account, that the algorithm is actually going to give you less visibility because LinkedIn, of course, owned by Microsoft, which is I'm sure getting connected to Bing, there's a big ad play here. And the last thing that Microsoft or LinkedIn wants to do is to lose traffic off the platform. Therefore, if you do put a link in that you will actually get less visibility on your post. Uh, and then followed by another question on comments, which I'll get to in a minute. Yeah, so there's there's always uh, been a lot of chatter about um, you know how how damaging, um, how harmful to your reach can that uh, inclusion of a, an external URL be uh, in your post? And I don't spend uh, much time worrying about that, uh, frankly. Um, I, I I feel that if uh, if a link is is important to what I'm trying to communicate. In the in the content, then I'll go ahead and add it. And um, I used to, Ruben, I, I used to sneak it in. So the the popular technique would be to publish without the link, and then to add it into the comments, mm. and then refer in the post body, right? That hey, the link is in comments, which I think a lot of people don't understand why 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 you know the author was doing that, and then. You wait for whatever five ten minutes after the algo has looked at it and decided, hmm, we see no URL, good to go. Test to the next set of uh, you know the next set of um, of, of LinkedIn uh, readers and see how it goes. So I used to smuggle it back in, right? So it's in comments always, and then you know the the, pr the problem is that you know as more comments come in, it, it gets lost. Um, and great, then, use, great use of the word smuggle, by the way. Yes, absolutely. That's what we're trying to do. We're smuggling, uh, and then and then you put it. Then you actually put it in the main post body. So it's in two places. Uh, it's in the comments, and then it's in the post body. So I used to do that when I was trying to uh, box clever, right? But now um, I really don't think it matters uh, uh, that much, if at all. Um, uh, a friend of mine, Richard van der Blom, he recently uh, released some research, and he um, he he did um, he looked at a lot of data, right? Over uh, I think four thousand five hundred different pieces of content, and he went to his local um, his local university marketing department uh, as one one part of his team, and then he used a bunch of other different um, uh, elements to to come up with various conclusions. But his conclusion was, yeah, we should still do that. We should still um, edit it, edit it back in. So publish without, and then put it back in after publication. Uh, I'm less concerned about that. I feel that I feel that LinkedIn doing this is is counterproductive. I think it's really quite weird because if you consider, uh, LinkedIn doesn't have any competitors, right? LinkedIn is a monopoly, uh, 
mm. and we're we're always going to come back. So why why are you uh, why are you doing this '80s type of walled garden approach? It makes no sense. We're always going to come back. So give authors that freedom to add a URL. Don't ding their reach because they do. Um, so, so that's that's my my attitude. That's my thinking. Uh, don't worry about it too much, unless someone comes along and conclusively says, "Yeah, well, if you add a link, it's gonna it's gonna you know it's gonna half your reach, right?" Or if, I've been wanting to test this myself on, you know, a random Tuesday at 10 a.m. and do something very similar from this week to the next. But I, I don't believe in that from a data perspective because the two samples, the two tests are so disparate because who knows what's yeah. going to happen next oh, yeah. week. You know, yeah. I, well, actually, we have an election next week. So LinkedIn in America is going to be blowing up. So this is the last time I'm going to be doing tests. You know, it's the worst time, I should say. Yeah. Uh, next, next question is, uh, you know, Folks sometimes put links to their website in comments, you know, and say, hey, check out this podcast, check out this ebook, check out this offer. Uh, you know, it's unsolicited. It's maybe unwelcomed. What, what is your take on that? You know, I've, I've seen folks get a little bit uh, perturbed, irate when, when others do that because it's like, hey, don't use my LinkedIn post as your advertising vehicle put an engaging comment in there and then let folks click to your profile. And then hopefully if it's optimized, you've got some sort of an offer that's kind of front and center on the top. Uh, what is your take on that? What are some best practices? Sure. So, uh, yeah, to those folks that are doing that, they're trying to hijack, um, hijack the, the post for, you know, for getting uh, extra whatever for them. Um, I would, I would say, yeah, don't do it. Uh, it's, it's easily, uh, it's easily dealt with, right? Because the author can can delete, and um, also can block. So they'll they'll never be able to do it again because they just won't see they won't see you or your content. But um, yeah, so I'm 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 thankful that it doesn't happen that much to me, Ruben. Thankfully, it, when it does, then usually it is you know it is spammy because it's it's often not related to the content if it is related to the content and it's someone saying hey andy um it's interesting what you're saying you know i found this uh, what do you think about this then you know that's that's different but most of the time i'd say nine times out of ten it is hijacking and uh it you know it should be dealt with but um yeah it's 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 a weak play right it doesn't it doesn't help them and other people other people in the, in the thread see exactly what that person is doing too so yeah, it's not not good for not good for your brand. Not good manners. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Bad manners. Yes. Um, well, this was this was really educational. Any kind of final pro tips that you'd like to share? Uh, we also I want want to make sure that we get uh, you know your social links, your website. Um, this actually is the time where I want you to promote yourself. So it's absolutely welcomed and endorsed. <laughs> and uh, you know, once again, thank you. Yeah, my pleasure. My pleasure. Yeah, so final tips, I think, would be uh, just a big one uh, in the experiment, right? Try try everything on LinkedIn. If LinkedIn gives you uh, a shiny new toy, then play with it. And the classic example right now would be uh, stories, right? Uh, stories is, uh, again, it's a great way to express your personality and to be ultra creative and different, stand out from the crowd. So uh, I would say jump in because uh, certainly, you know, 
personally speaking, the fastest way for me to learn stuff is by actually playing with it myself and experimenting and tweaking, right? So, hmm, that didn't work. Let me try something else. And so by that process, you evolve and you, I think you invariably become better. And the other point I'd make um, is that there's a lot of this stuff on LinkedIn, which is public, right? So you can tell if something is successful or not. You can tell if a post has got high engagement or low engagement. Then the, the task for you is to figure out, well, why did it succeed, right? What made it so successful? And then how can I incorporate that for, for my own purposes, right? My own objectives on, link, on, on LinkedIn. How can I use that knowledge and then do my, do my own version of it? So be a student, right? Be, a, be an internal student, but also be a confident student because uh, when you mess up, no one really cares. And, you know, just be in that continual experimentation, learning, observing mode. Test, test, tweak, um, I'd say. Thank you for that. I totally agree. You know, one of the features that I actually just found on LinkedIn five minutes before this conversation was this. It is a new feature. I think it's for paid folks on LinkedIn. I'm not entirely certain about that, but it is an autoresponder in the inbox, in the LinkedIn inbox. So what that means is basically for anyone that can send you a message. This is a an autoresponder similar to what we might use in Gmail or Outlook. Um, so I have I have just noticed this just right now. And I think what's re really interesting about it is that, you know, I, I do receive a lot of messages, a lot of sales offers on LinkedIn, most of which I'd say 40 to 50% of which are actually from bots. So I'm inclined to turn this on. And just to say, you know, I, I don't necessarily respond to bots or something kind, something generous. I, I don't know exactly what yet. So I don't know if you've seen this feature. I'm going to see if I can share a screenshot here, but I'd love to get your take on this. Yeah. So it's the away feature. Um, and I, I think you're right. I think it is a premium only uh, option, which is quite unusual for LinkedIn to do that. Um, and I, I think, yes, I think you're right. I think a lot of people are going to do the exact same thing uh, that you're thinking about. They're going to use it as an opportunity to uh, to bounce um, or to otherwise deal with uh, certain uh, inquiries. Um, I, the thing I think with the the away um, the away message thing is that um, which I think might be missing, but would be really really useful uh, would be for you to um, to tweak it to uh, customize it in a way that um, it, it can be set up to respond to, for example, people that are not first degree connections, right? So uh, that classic uh, classic then would be, uh, okay, so if, if, if Ruben uh, messages me, I'll see that straight away. But if, uh, if a bot who I'm not connected with, uh, who isn't connected with, uh, with me, uh, if they try and send me a message, then they'll automatically get hit uh, with this this responder, uh, I think that's the the fine tuning that this feature really really needs to be you know to be maximum effective. Yeah, well there you have it. Uh, I'll probably get this going um, for for folks that don't yet know about the the Dub Chrome extension. We have an extremely deep integration into LinkedIn um, where people can send video messages on comments on messages. They can hyper-personalize their communication on LinkedIn. 
and have instantly generated action pages with calls to action. So uh, full disclosure, I'm gonna use Dub, our technology, and I'm gonna probably put a video in here just allowing people to get to know me and kind of let, let them know a little bit about my practices on LinkedIn. Uh, now, many of which I will have learned from Andy. Thanks, man. Well, thank you so much, Andy, for your time. Uh, we look forward to connecting with you on LinkedIn. That's Andy Foote, F-O-O-T-E, on LinkedIn. And what is your website address? It is linksinsights.com. I thought it was being uh, terribly clever when I chose linkedinsights.com. But the amount of people that um, think it is LinkedIn Insights uh, tells me otherwise, Ruben. But linkedinsights.com is, is, is the domain of my website. But people, yes, they can uh, find me on LinkedIn um, most days because I am uh, somewhat addicted. <laughs> well, there you have it. Thank you so much. Andy, appreciate the time. Thanks, Ruben.